Welcome, one and all, back to Shakespeare Shorts with me, Sue, and my Citroen, whilst I wait outside for my children to come out of school. Do join me in my front seat between the cup holders as I have my friend waiting for their child as well. This is... Davo. Thank you so much for joining me, Davo. This is the fourth time we've met and I'm exhausted. Well, I'm exhausted and excited. And can I just say something? There is a beautiful new car smell going on here. Did you just get this baby cleaned up? You better believe it. You know what it's like with all those little champions running around. I beseech you not to look in the glove compartment. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I should have taken that warning. So I'm really glad that we pulled on to that because um, I think that you found a little something in your glove compartment when we were sitting in your Fort Mondeo last week. Well, that's the craziest thing. I found as I was flipping through my version of Romeo and Juliet that stuck in the back, there was an original quattro of the original draft of the play called Romeo and Antoinette. You don't say. It was an early draft, and to be honest with you, it seems like Shakespeare just didn't really have it all together quite yet. Yeah, I want to hear this incredibly, what I'm assuming, not any more or less scattered than my good self and your good self, version of Romeo and Antoinette. Yeah, well, I mean, we might as well start with the most famous scene. This here is the first draft of the famous balcony scene. Notice how the characters are so different than what we've come to associate with Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Antoinette, be you there upon that high balcony? I have bad eyesight and can barely see. Romeo, Romeo. Why art thou so far below? I can barely see thee as well. Thou must speak louder, for my hearing be bad as well. All the wars that I have been in, I look quite like hell. Oh, Romeo, oh, Romeo, I wish thou would speak louder, for I cannot hear thee as well. These eighty-year-old ears have held so much. Speak I just to the bugs, or do I merely monologue? I... Hear not response in the night air, and I feel that my love doth not dare. Yeah, you see, that was the craziest thing. Instead of them being 13 and 14 years old in the original, they were 80 and 86 years old which I love. I am a big advocate of uh, like an older representation of people who maybe figured it out a little later in life. Well, yeah, that would sound right. And I appreciate that. But here, take a look at this scene between Antoinette and her mother and father. Antoinette is 82. Her mother and father are in their late 90s. Mother dear and father dear, 
It is Antoinette who approaches here. Antoinette? That be one of our daughters, or perchance one of our granddaughters, or perchance one of our grand-granddaughters, or a servant. I speak up. My love, it be Antoinette, our most disappointing of daughters, the one whose hand we have never given, and whose child we have never held. I, that be me, appropriately introduced. Antoinette, be of some use and supply perhaps an organ that we need. I have need, it is sad to say indeed, of a kidney. Ah, well, I do not know that mine shall be any better, for I do wither away with love for one who not be of this family. Oh, the disappointment doth pile upon. Thou art a queen of dogs of sorts, just a scrounge running through the town, disliked by all and never finding a goal nor purpose. Thou lovest one of not our family? Then our family tree might grow. Nay, 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 our family tree must be a straight line down, down into the grave. What be wrong with your cousin Amsterdam? Amsterdam is the biggest ham. I cannot tolerate his humor, for his humor is quite ill these days. And none can tolerate you, but wilt thou kill thy ill mother? by continuing to weigh so heavily upon this household. I believe that thou wishest I take action, and yet in these 80-some years, I have never created reaction. Of course, the most shocking thing is the ending. We all know how Romeo and Juliet ended, but shockingly enough, Romeo and Antoinette had a whole different thing happen at the ending. Uh, Romeo, Romeo, we be dead of natural causes. We waited so long for each other. Antoinette, take my hand and let us die together, or at least within the same fortnight. Uh, thou canst not see, we be dead already, ghosts reflecting upon our bodies on the slab. Wait, be this not thy body, but instead a coffin? Indeed, and for all eternity, it may be dark, but at least this ending has us holding each other. I tell not the difference betwixt you and Wood. Like any other good boyfriend should. Oh, if I had a nickel, Devo. If I had a nickel for every time I woke up assuming that I was dead and realizing it was just exhaustion or heartbreak, I would have several nickels. Well, that's what comes from having kids, right? 
I mean, honestly, well, I really, really do appreciate you coming and sitting in my sit room with me and talking through your favorite Shakespeare shorts. It shocks me that you're still finding more of them scattered throughout your Fort Mondeo. Oh, yeah. You have to go to Half Price Books. They got a ton of great stuff. I know that we just really like stuck the landing with that. I did love it. I just wanted to ask a very, very quick little favor because I yeah. remember you told me about this. Um, so in uh, original Romeo and Juliet, obviously the nurse is this sort of old wise sort of voice of reason, this impending sort of um, a great anti-youth basically. Um, how is she kind of addressed in this? And is there a little monologue? Well, that's that's really uh, funny. You should mention that. Yeah, uh, there is a monologue from the nurse. And the very interesting thing about that is that Shakespeare was just starting to work out his ability to rhyme, but he's not quite so good at it yet. So uh, listen to this monologue. You'll see where it seems like, oh, Shakespeare might have made a rhyme out of that, but but he just doesn't seem to be able to do it well. Here, let's take a listen. This old, old woman trusted in my care, yet I feel so unqualified to work. I try to brush her hair and tend her nails, yet somehow I feel that I am worse and worse. I know that these old, old people will die and I shall have this kingdom for my own. But will I have everything here within? Or will I just be here all by myself? I know that there is something more to life than wiping old, old butts and giving meds. But do I serve life better as a spouse? Or will I find that I've wasted my life? Oh no, I do think I have overthought all of these duties that I misremembered. Oh, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> oh, man, I should have, um, ooh, I should have quit while I was ahead. I was, um, oh, I was feeling really good about my choices, but, um, well, <laughs> that's what Shakespeare will do to you, I guess. I um, suppose, right? Uh, um, Debo, thank you so much for sitting with me once more. Um, I, I think I can see the kids coming out now, so, oh. um, I will, I will bid you adieu. Thanks for having me and good luck with the car. That's you too. Take a mint on your way out. <laughs> so thank you again so much for joining me for Shakespeare Shorts from my Citroen. I've been so. See you again soon.